Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Andy McCabe on your Restoration Rebel Leader. This is the Restoration Rebel Roundtable for September 4th, 2018. My kids go back to school tomorrow. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So I'd love to get into this, but first we've got to do the do. We're going to read the commitments. In order to maintain clarity of purpose, we ask that every member of the Rebel community make the following commitments. Number one, I will protect the value of my services. Will never provide free services as this would only erode, serve to erode the value of similar services industry wide. Number two, I will practice incredible transparency. I will explain our processes in detail to my clients. We'll never hide details or manipulate reports. We'll never communicate with a third party without also communicating with my client. Commitment number three, I do not believe in competition. This one I want to talk about tonight. The restoration professionals in my market are part of my community. I will be an active member of that community is our unbreakable unity that will create the change that we strive for. Number four, I am willing to walk away from any project, client, or contract that is not compatible with my values and stated mission. We had a uh, Mike Davis. You want to share your your happy story you got today? A little background on uh, that the company to be named uh, unnamed. Let's leave the carrier out of it. But um, what happened with this particular claim? And, and then how did it end up today? Go ahead, Mike. We had a abatement job, uh, actually a water mitigation job that required mass asbestos abatement. While the um, abatement company was there, was on site, they found that there was more than needed to be done since they were already set up. This is also two and a half hours away from home. Uh, they went ahead and took care of things. Uh, we billed the insurance company for the additional work that they did. Uh, they came back and said, no, we're not doing that. We're not paying that for that because you didn't get approval. And the long and short of the conversation that I had this morning with the adjuster was I basically said, you're, what you're telling me that you, you basically had your feelings hurt uh, because I didn't make the call because if I'd have made the call, you would have, would have approved the, uh, the, the additional charge. And uh, he goes, well, the only, he says, we don't have any pictures. And I said, the only pictures that we, the only pictures we have are of the finished floor. And at that point I kind of popped my cork and I said, look, sport. I said, the reason this is all going on this way is because this individual went, he went to Boise to buy flooring so that he was ready to go to work. He was the, the abatement company was there on Tuesday morning. He let them in. He started laying flooring on Tuesday night when the job was done. And I said, and, it, and if you want to continue down this road, that's fine. That's your choice. But I'm going to bill your client for it. <clears throat> so all of a sudden, he starts backpedaling. And, and uh, the long and the short of the story is um, he tried one more time to take out a couple of other line items that didn't belong uh, or that he thought they didn't belong. They certainly did. And when it was all said and done, he ended up paying the, the, the bill. And I will tell you, the only reason that I knew that I could stand my ground was because of this group. Uh, I appreciate rebels immensely. And yes, this is sir. just proof that what's being taught, what's being shared, what's being done actually does work. You just got to stand your ground. 
Yeah. Cause what, in what policy does it say, does it say if you don't have permission, there's no coverage or if you don't have a picture of it, there's no coverage, no policy ever. Oh, and the last thing he wanted to take away was the two days of stabilization that he pre-approved at the start of the project. Exactly. Because, because our hum relative humidity was below 40%. Ugh. Once again, <laughs> where, show me the policy language. It says, when, when I do stabilization... Well, I, I, I see RC doesn't say anything about 40% either, so it's it ridiculous. Because that would be dumb. Well, and the moral of the story is, we can say no. We can stand our ground. Because when we are justified, and we're not justified, I know I have clients all the time that, that, that say, well, can I charge for that? And I say, well, did you do that? And they say, no. <laughs> and then I say, you just answered your own question. Because we can't charge, we're not <laughs> charging for things that we're not having no intention of doing. We're in the business of helping people. And we do it, we document it right. Uh, I don't care if there's pictures or not. We did it. We're going to charge for it. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. And Mike drives a really Thank nice you, King Ranch. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I get truck envy every time I pull up next to him. It's a like big one, too. All right. <clears throat> uh, that success story. Anyone else have any wins this week? Any wins? Yeah, go ahead, Travis. Well, I've been uh, kind of winning on the estimating game, you know, and trying to get the estimators together and, and, uh, and you know, with the general manager and, and going job by job. You know, I know it's brutal to go through every job and, you know, from every estimator, which I have like five of them. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a long list, but it's, you know, it's dwindling every week. It's getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And mm. the guys are starting to have more accountability because we're evaluating everybody by the day and what they're doing. And each week we have a report for each of the estimators um, and each of the uh, uh, technician pairings as well, uh, you know, based off gross profit and, and what they're bringing to the table and, 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 and trying to, you know, just evaluate as much as we can. Because if we can evaluate, I think we can, you know, take it to the next level when it, you know, when it comes to, you know, personnel and, and trying to, you know, develop your uh, employees. Yes, sir. So it's been a, big, been a big win for me. I feel great. You know, I've been in each one of these meetings, even though sometimes I'm just listening, you know, for, you know, 10, 15 minutes, not saying anything. I do jump in and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of say what I need to say. But I think it's just been really good, the communication factor and having a general manager like Matt Plowman, uh, the guy who works uh, mm -hmm. here at the at Abbott, so you think you met him before, Andy? He's a rock star. Yeah, he's a really good estimator, and he, he's kind of, I, you know, my new uh, uh, name of my group is called Top Gun. You know, nice. so we're, we're we're trying to get you know him to be the Tom Cruise and stuff. Ah. So, What's wrong with Iceman? Come on. Yeah, well, I could be his Iceman. So, <laughs> but I think it, it's just really a good you know good to have somebody that's smarter than me in the group. Yes, sir. And especially you, Andy. I know you're the smartest guy in the group. Every time. Uh, I don't think about. I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I think you, my brother. So I think you got. You bring so much to the table. I appreciate you so much, man. I love you, man. Thank you. And you know, I just want to pick you back up anytime you fall down, man. I just love you to death. And I, I think what we've done for this whole, uh, you know, restoration rebel movement's been amazing, and it's going to continue on into the future with air. And and I really like this, you know, where it's going. Good. Oh, speaking of where it's going, I can do a little. Sneak preview, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
while I pull this up. Any other wins this week? Nothing? Bob, well, you're about ready to go to Vegas, aren't you, Bob? I'm going to do a screen share here. Oh, i got to pull up the picture first. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Here. You see, um, you see in the files what I uploaded? Christine did, I should say. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, no. Oh, my gosh. you got to read that, Andy. I know. So here is a picture. Is that the – oh, we want to talk about that tonight. That's what we're going to talk about. We'll talk about the, uh, the agent shopping your insurance and the good mm -hmm. questions to ask. Okay, good, good. I'll, let's do that. So here is a map of the restoration contractors in my market. Lo and behold, there's a restoration contractor by the name of the Alliance of Independent Restorers who lives at my house. So – this is my new, new uh, theory. My theory is that if we can get everyone to open a branch office of the Alliance of Independent Restorers in their market, we can all of a sudden dominate every single local market like we're a franchise. So I'm testing it out here. Uh, Mike Davis is my guinea pig. He's going to be in Redmond. So this map is going to go, we're going to have two spots here in Central Oregon. Uh, and then it's going to be on us to get these reviews up. We talked about reviews last week, maybe two weeks ago, but we keep hammering away. Now, on this list of people, who would you call? You probably wouldn't call this first one because there's no reviews. You wouldn't call this third one because there's one star. So you're probably going to call this Spectrum guy or this 541 guy. Hopefully not because I don't like him at all. But... <laughs> This is, I think this is a new battlefield. This is a new battlefield. I'm going to stop the sharing. This is a new battlefield for FNOL. It's Google local. It's local search and local PPC. Ultimate local marketing and niche targeting for your demographics by zip code. Now, I have, a, I have an email out to Mr. Grubb to verify my theory, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm right. This is what I'm excited about. This is what I'm hoping to roll out soon we were we missed a window yesterday we we set a date and we missed our target that happens it happens at spacex right spacex sets targets and we miss they miss targets right tesla missed some targets this year but they're still moving forward so you know see what i did there i just put myself right up there with elon me and elon are like we're buds we're like right here uh but this is how we move forward this is how we win the game the other way to win the game is to produce a smarter insured. So, Bob, how do we do that? How do we get a smarter insured? Answer those. <laughs> hang on. Uh, answer those questions. Can you pull them up? I got them in the you want me to pull them up? I'll pull them up. Huh? Yep. Sure. Why not? I don't know. I think I can figure it out. Can anyone else figure it out? Mr. Raymond in the his house. What's up, brother? Where you been all my life, man? I miss you. I got to come. I got to travel to California, San Diego, to see my friend Nathan. Is that how it goes? Uh, it's been uh, it's been going on, man. It's been rough. So, you know, just uh, hanging in there, keeping my head low, and keep pushing forward. <coughs> get it. And keep it down. It's a good way to not get it shot off. I get it. I understand. Hey, when it comes to question time, I want to throw a question out there for everybody. Well, now, now it is. We've, we're trying to segue, but I've got to find a file first. So, yeah, hit it. What do you got? 
Um, I had a quick question. Um, recently, uh, USAA in my particular area, they've been getting really aggressive on the repair estimates. And I wrote a couple of repair estimates, sent them out to the insured and the adjuster. And um, basically, USA is just dragging their feet, giving the client the runaround and stuff, and basically pushing them to the point where they're like, well, we had our you know preferred vendor write up a repair estimate. Mine's at like 40, theirs is at like 27. And the customers are like at the point to where they're like, we just need to get our houses put back together. So, you know, we're just going to, you know, and I don't blame them. They're like, we really want to use you. We love what you did so far, but what are we supposed to do? You know, we're going to keep on fighting for months on end. We need to get our houses back together. Mm. And um, I just don't know how to win that. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's a tough game. It's a game of attrition. How many of these estimates are the ones that I wrote? Um, None of them are ones that you wrote, but they're based off of our, you know, our new pricing list. Okay. I was going to, I was going to affect my, my answer because I could actually go look them up and see which ones they were. What are the biggest, uh, what, what's the, what are the pushback? What are the pain? I mean, one that I wrote, which was for, I think it was like, uh, 20,000 or so. And they came back and their three areas they had a problem with was painting cabinetry. And, um, like one other, area. the cabinetry were easily able to square away. And then it was just left to painting and one other one, I was speaking to this adjuster on the phone. It was a three way call between me and the customer. He's like, well, we'll review the rest and get back to you. Of course, mm-hmm. I never heard back from them. No. And I think that's their play is that, you know, they just string the customer along until they get to the point where they're just like, look, we just got to get this done already. And I'm sitting here, I have no one to talk to, you know what I mean? Because it's just been yeah. passed from one person to the next person to the next person. And the client doesn't even know who to talk to about the file, you know? So just, I mean, considering how this is going, I assume that this is going to happen more and more often. You know, what's the way to deal with this? Because it seems like I'm going to get pushed out of a whole lot of repair work because they just string the client along to the point of where they're just like, look, we got to get it done. And, you know, did they produce a counter offer? Yeah. But the counter offer is typically like, I mean, like I said, I wrote one up for like almost 40,000 and, um, their counter offer, they had an independent go out to this one who was a complete asshole, mm. but, um, this one came in at like 27. So we're talking about significant differences, you know, and on the other one, there was like a difference of at least, Ten thousand. So they, they went straight to third party. They went third party review. On one of them, they did, and on one of them, it was uh, an adjuster who I've met before and who I know. But still, he was like seven, eight thousand dollars. I mean, in the past, I've been able to get it pretty damn close. You know, a difference of maybe like a thousand bucks or five hundred or eight hundred bucks. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. split hairs with that. You're, you're gonna you're not gonna fight over five hundred bucks. I no, I, but like seven, eight thousand dollars. I mean, we're talking about we're substantial. Yeah, you know, we're gonna go to the mat. Um, how long has how long have your at least three weeks plus? three weeks. What have you done to help them fall in love with your estimate? Well, I mean, I explained, you know, to the client, he told me, you know, he let me know what's going on. And I said to him, like, look, 
you know, I, this is what, you know, they're, they're positioning you right now. They're maneuvering you to a point of where you have to accept nothing less. I told them like, before you jump on their, you know, preferred vendor thing, I, I recommend you go out, get three more estimates from three independent contractors, nothing to do with me. And just make sure that like, it's, it's close. You know what I mean? The fact well, that why would you, why would you send them out to do that? I, because I at this point, that. Well, cause at this point, you know, they're already basically turning towards going with the vendor. Right. And I still want to do right by them. So I'm telling them like, Look, Oh, so this, this alleged, uh, unbiased third party is a vendor who stands to get this work. No, no, it was just a third vendor third party that wrote up the repressment has nothing to do, but USAA is arguing with, you know, is fighting against what I'm, what I'm, what I, I intend on charging and they're recommending, they're just like, well, we're going to send out our third party vendor, meaning their preferred vendor to, you know, write up a repair estimate. Essentially what they're doing is they're positioning the client, but the client's gotten to the point where they don't really care anymore. They just want their house put back together. Well, they, they may not care, but you've got to quantify that care for them. Do well, they care about $13,000? Because I do. That's what I told them. You know, I mean, I said, like, look, the fact that, you know, X contractor is willing to do it for substantially less than what your average contractor in this area would find. They're not. They're not. They're not willing to do that. You're talking about scope. So here's the deal. You've got to talk to your client about scope. $13,000, that's that's Home Depot carpet versus their custom carpet. Where's the biggest differences? There can't be $13,000 in difference in paint. What are the biggest differences? I'm guessing flooring. Well, on the, on the $40,000 yes. estimate, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know because I just haven't had anybody talk to me. I mean, I just don't. It went from this third party who wrote up, you know, this independent adjuster who wrote it up. It... Um, it got submitted to them and I just, it's been passed from one person to the next to the next. I just have no idea. I haven't been able to. You haven't uh, seen it? You haven't seen theirs? I have not seen theirs, no. Well, that's where you get to start. If, if, if they're throwing a number out there, they've got to at least give that, that documentation to the client and you got to get that from the client. You got to know where the differences are and then you got to hammer your client. Say, all right, do you want, do you want um, Ikea cabinets or do you want the cabinets I propose to put in? Your choice, no harm, no foul. I'll walk away today if you want Ikea cabinets. And leave it, put it on them. Put it on them. Bob, what do you got to say? I'm going to unmute you there. Go ahead. Oh, maybe. Are we hitting the button at the same time? There we go. Wait, nope. It's not working. Come on. I'm just going to keep hitting that button. There we okay. go. All right. There you I go. Think I think your problem, part of it is, is you've got to differentiate yourself between that and the other one. Yes. Pull out your, pull out your uh, insurance and show them, hey, look, I'm insured for a million dollars for this, this, and this. Hey, look, we're background checked. Here's my FUR, but hopefully you should be. Show them that. We ain't got a bunch of lunatics or ex-felons coming here to work. And add that on with a scope like Andy was saying. Now let's go look at them. Let's see what their background. Let's see what their five stars are. Let's see all that stuff. Do a comparison of what you have. Are we really comparing apples to apples here? You're not. And that's where it's got to come in. And if push comes to shove, I'd put right back on that insurance company and say, look, you got to guarantee these guys. And this is what it is. But the homeowner has the right to pick who it is. You just got to show yourself how much you shine above these other people. Yeah. Have you, have you done, did you do mitigation, Nathan? Yeah. 
So you've got, have you been paid on that yet? No. Mm, I would just, okay. I'm struggling with that too. So I, I made it clear to them that I wouldn't start. I also wouldn't start putting anything back together until we were paid in full on the mitt. I wouldn't have Probably. any more conversations until you're paid in full on the mitt. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's a given. It's just, of course, we want to get that approved in the meantime. So at least we know that once, you know, the rest gets paid out, we can move forward with, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just these, these two. I mean, they're condos. So maybe they're really tight. No, I've, you know, I've, I've had some interesting conversations this, this last week and a half, uh, mostly online, a couple on in person or not in person, but over the phone. Um, I've been getting hammered by adjusters. And what I've come to realize is they don't see, they don't see the problem that we see. They do not see it because they don't experience it. At least the ones that were reaching out to me and being very vocal in their, their, their one comment was, um, someone should file a restraining order against this guy to keep him off of any other insurance claims. That was one of the guys. Um, but here's the deal. If you're with USAA and you're on their preferred vendor, you almost get carte blanche. You almost get blank check. Those adjusters don't know anything except for the preferred vendor. If you're a preferred vendor, those preferred vendors have no complaints because they stop playing games. But for some reason, if you're outside that circle of trust, they hammer you incessantly. And, and, and that's one of my responses to these folks is, hey, you don't see it because you, you only deal with preferred vendors. You don't see the problem here because you don't think there is a problem. But the problem is you can't just deal with, with preferred vendors because that's not where the world is. Uh, all right, Mike, what's you, uh, let me see if I can unmute you. There, there you go, Mike, go ahead. Uh, one of the things that has gone on with USAA is they have picked up a, another company to scrub all of their estimates. And I think that's what's going on with Nathan. Is it? And, is and this a third? In the game. So, they Nathan, get is that is that is that what's going on, Nathan? Um, you know, not that I'm aware of. At least on the repair side, on the mitigation side, I did have someone from the Ward Law Group give me a call initially. Yes, nice enough guy. We worked it out. You know, I told him like, you know, it's not happening. But um, we, you know, we hit it off. I tried. You know, I explained them what's going on on our end over here. And, um, you know, I point, I also pointed out to him that, you know, he was trying to hit me on the fact that I was using a different price list. I said, well, you know, <laughs> if you notice there is no overhead and profit. And if I added that in, it would be more than what my updated pricing is. So, you know, I, I worked it out to whatever degree, you know, I yeah. could. Yeah. There's Nathan, has, some, has somebody else stepped in and, and actually looked at the site to give the, give that estimate or are they just looking at the pictures? Um, I mean, they've had people on site for writing up the reconstruction estimates. So I assume mm. may or may not play a factor on the mitigation side, but I mean, mitigation side I'm not worried about. I know that I can handle that end of it. Um, they are dragging their feet, though. I just. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, is, is Wardlaw the one you're talking about? Yes, uh, and and they busted my chops for having a different price list as well. And I basically told them my price list reflects the local market. Xactimate does not. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but that's what we're charging your client. 
yeah. and they, and they let it go. Um, you know, unfortunately, we, you know, for Nathan, he's looking at a lot bigger number. Yes. We were, you know, ours was an eight thousand dollar rebuild, so it wasn't as big a deal. But they, they're, they're still trying to bust your chops, and, and Wardlaw doesn't have any skin in the game, so it doesn't make any difference if they're right or not. No, because they're not they're, obligated they're, to do the work. They're just trying to bust our balls. Yeah, and my position is: if you don't use your own price list, you're in collusion. You know, no one's made that argument yet, but you're colluding with all the rest of the people that are using the exact same price list. How is it not colluding? I don't know. How do they get away with it? I don't know, but that's my opinion. I think everyone should use their own price list and, and, and God bless folks like Nathan and, and Mike for going out and doing that. Cause I know, I know you get friction for it and it's hard to say why, well, it shouldn't be hard to say, but, but it's, it's difficult conversations that, that you'd rather not have. I get that. But at the end of the day, just like Mike started the call out with, we stand our ground. There's very else little they can say about it, except for just bitching and moaning. Go ahead, Bob. I think a lot of it that will help settle a lot of this that it has with mine was having the owners sign your price list. And when you send in your invoice, you send that in with it. And there it is. And if they call you back, Hey, don't talk to me. Yes, sir. We've already got an agreement with our client. Go tell them. We're all done here. You know, and there's something else that um, our our good friend, um, Mr. Fuller, Tim Fuller, he asked me today for the the um, the template stuff for the 24-hour tech. And I said, yeah, you can have it. Go ahead. And he, he's going to add a spot on the daily sheets for this, for the customer to sign on a daily basis. We do yes, that. Yes, this equipment. Yeah, I know, Bob, that's why I brought it up. You guys do this. The, the customer signs, yes, this equipment was, was on site and running. Yes, they did this work today. Boom, 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 boom. Every day, every day, their initial, if they're gone for that day, gone to work, I miss them, whatever, the next yep. day, we go back. We did this yesterday. You can see what we did. Yep. Okay. Sign it. Sign it. We might, sometimes we might miss two days in a row and the third day we'll catch them and they'll catch all three days and they'll write it in. And so, that's one, that's one have, of the, have, go, ahead. go ahead. You have your contract, you have your price list, you have daily log where they initial it. And then when you're done, you get a certificate of completion. There's no wiggle room. It's done. It's over. Exactly. And that's one thing that really turned the tide in this, this conversation, these conversations that Mr. Davis was having with this adjuster was he finally got through the adjuster like, well, the homeowner can back this up. And that was, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but the, the adjuster actually asked you, oh, I can, I can ask the, the, the insured to, to verify this work was done. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. So, yeah, we give them a way to say yes. If you if you doubt my work, you don't. I don't have pictures of it. I didn't ask for permission. We'll ask the insured. Oh, by the way, here's their signature on every daily sheet. Boom. It's really hard to refute that. But the problem is, a lot of us don't do that. A lot of us, I would say, most of us don't do that because. We're lazy and we didn't have to before, but guess what? New ball game. We got to now. We all got to step up our game. We're playing in the big leagues now. We got to document everything. We got to get 
get the homeowner involved at such a higher level, then we're not, we're not used to it. I mean, that's, who, that's who here is used to that? It's money lost because we charge for documentation. For me to go and get those signatures and write everything out and come back and put it in, I charge for that. Mm. And, and it's, it's right in my price list, documentation charge. Your as franchise required, as required As required by the insurance company. It says right on my estimates or on my invoices. Love it. Don, what do you think? What, do you, what say you? Yes. Oh, me? Yeah. Sorry, I've been working the whole time. I'm listening. But <laughs> oh, I got all my teams are out tonight. I'm sitting here texting back and forth. Uh, all right, all right. It's crazy, but I am listening to everything you're saying because I have come across that where it's that same battle. Yeah. And that's why I'm listening to everything you're saying. I'm trying to take it in so that I can try to have that same fight. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a bear. It really is. And sometimes you just can't win. Mm. Sometimes well, you can't. I know. Guys going to Las Vegas, come see me, booth 907. It's <laughs> <laughs> the new world. It's the new world. Shameless plug. <laughs> so, so, Nathan, did we? Yeah. I mean, um, what, we what did we do it? for you? I, I don't know that we answered it, but I don't know really that there is an answer, meaning anything more than we could really do. I mean, I've you know, I've, I've done the legwork of getting the customer to understand that they're not shorting me because I'm going to do the work for my price. They're shorting themselves. And if they want to take a chance on, you know, uh, someone who's willing to work for substantially less, then that's their call. I can't stop them from doing that. But I just want them to understand what's going on here, that they're being maneuvered and positioned. But I, I think people get to the point and there's nothing we could do about it because I can't do anything with the insurance carrier. You know what I mean? I, I don't have any power with them. No, I think no leverage. At a point, you know, when half of their house is um, torn apart, that they just want to put back together. And if it means that they're going to settle for less, you know, people are like, you know, I mean, maybe in a really, I mean, look, let, let's, let's be frank. I'm not talking about high-end homes over here. I'm talking about condos and stuff. So, I think, I think USA knows that they could get away with it. You know what I mean? That if they hang it out, they hang them out to dry long enough that they're going to get their way. I'll give you another. I just got, um, you know, we have nationwide private client out here. Mm. I mean, they don't even blink. You know what I mean? They just, I send them my estimate, boom, approved, boom, paid. I mean, the adjuster calls me up. He's a cool guy. He's like, yeah, do what you need to do. Just send me the bill. And I, I've dealt with it. They don't care. They pay anything and everything over it. But as long as it makes sense, mm -hmm. there's no like, you know, um, tricky stuff going on. They just paid outright. So I, I think it's just a case of where they know where they can nickel and dime and they know, and then they could save money off the backs of poor people per se. Mm. Whereas with, you know, the more affluent, they don't want to play that game. And so, I, I mean, I just don't know a way I could necessarily win this other than continue educating the client, but I just don't think it's going to be enough this time around, you know? I don't it know is. if you can I don't know if you can win this, but you can definitely set up your client to win this. In what so way? Two different things. One thing, you've got to let them fall in love with not the number. So there's a number. Numbers don't mean anything. Numbers are not sexy. Numbers don't move parts. But you sell them on what does this number mean? This number, what, where's the damage in this place? Was, is it kitchen, bathroom? What is it? The whole downstairs of the house. Uh, Bedroom, I mean, uh, 
kitchen, dining room, family room, entry, bathroom. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so they need to fall in love with this is you're going to have some really nice um wood floors. It's not going to be real wood floors, but going to look like wood floors. And you're going to it's going to be brand new paint in this whole place and the countertops are going to look beautiful and you you know you you want them to fall in love with what the number means, not necessarily the number. And you, so they need to get that in your head. If they don't have that in their head, if they don't, if they can't see the end product, then it is just a number. And then it's just your number, which is high versus their number, which is low, but they don't have to fight for it. They're going to take the non fight every day of the week. There's just no two ways. So how do, I mean, I, I, I know that part. How do they fight? How do I, I position them to fight? I mean, what do they do? Cause this guy tells me, Oh, I'm calling them every single day and you know, nothing's happening. I mean, I was like, look, you got to get a manager on the phone and you got to raise hell, you know, because my experience, that's or how. Say, hey, I'm just going to go hire an appraiser. Just throw, ask, ask, have him ask questions. Have, have, li, go, write a list of questions down. One question he needs to ask his adjuster. Should I hire an appraiser? Should I be looking for a public adjuster? Those two questions alone, if he asked that to a manager of this, he, he and, and secondly, he shouldn't be talking to this adjuster anymore. He needs to go to the adjuster's manager, plain and simple. Go to the yeah. adjuster's manager, ask two questions. Should I go to appraisal? Should I be thinking about appraisal? And should I find a public adjuster to handle this claim for me? Because I don't feel like I'm being treated right. That's it. And then for you, that's, that's like hands off, like fine. And then you need to say, this is, what I'm, this is what I propose to provide for you for this price. Call me when you're ready to talk. And then don't have another conversation. We can't continue to take on the responsibility of doing these negotiations on behalf of homeowners. We can't do it because it's going to frustrate the hell out of you. And, and thirdly, I don't forget which one I'm on, A, B, C, D, E, F, whatever. If you haven't been paid, you got you got to ghost them. Stop. You let them know, hey, in, until I get paid for my mitigation, the work I've already done, I'm not talking to anybody. I don't care if it's an adjuster. I don't care if it's the president of the United States. I'm not talking to anybody until I get paid for what I did. I'm sorry. Because you got better things to do, Nathan. You got more jobs to go sell. Every yeah. minute you spend on the phone or writing an email on this claim right now is money lost because time is money. So stop losing money. And, and, and put it on them. Put it on them. So, Mike, you've had your hand raised for a while. Yeah, uh, one of the things when I was in the remodeling world full time, and I had that kind of a uh, uh, price discrepancy. One of the of the arguments that I would use always was, uh, we can't even be bid in the same scope. Uh, right. You know, it's it's obvious when you're you know when when they're only two thirds of your price, they're not even covering your cost. Um, so at that point. The other argument you're using there is they will change order you to death. They're, they're, thank trying, you. To, they're trying to lowball the price so they get the job. They will change order you to death, or in this case, the insurance company. Either way, they're going to come out probably higher in the end than what your price is. That's part of the education process that you go through with your with your client. But but I agree with Andy. Don't waste a whole bunch more time. I know it's frustrating to you know, to have a $40,000 job on the line, but sometimes it's better to walk away from it. If, 
all it's going to do is cost you, uh, cause you heartache. Um, the, you know, the client, they love you, but you know, they're not the ones paying the bills, but there's, there's no real skin in the game hey, for them. Until they've paid you, they're not a client. Well, that's true. <laughs> they're not a client. Thank you, Mike. You're, you actually read my mind. You reminded me what I was, you need to fortune tell, be the fortune teller, predict the future. Tell them, Hey, if you sign with these other folks, the first thing you're going to get is a change order. And that change order is going to take the price from where they're sitting at, which is a fake number at 27,000. And it's probably going to meet or exceed my number at 40,000 right now. I'm just saying that. And let it, let them go through that exercise without you. Let them go through that and say, Hey, you know what? If that happens, I'm still here. Call me, call me when that happens. And you might get a $45,000 job back. But right now, it's, you're, you're really frustrating the hell. Um, if you put something like, if you're going to lose the job like that, you think it's going to, write something up for your clients. Say, okay, here, if the insurance companies force you to go their preferred vendors, here's what you got to look at. No change orders. This is the, the type of, of flooring cabinets that I had that were graded. This is what you should be getting. And just have everything all spelled out for them and have them sign when they do the contract with this preferred vendor, hold them to the fire. Here it is. I bet you're going to see these guys say, uh, you know what? Crumble. And we've seen it where they said, yeah, we're going to put this in. They blew a low number. And then when the client goes back, say, okay, I guess I got to go with you guys. Then all of a sudden that guy says, you know what? We're booked for the next six months. We can't do this. Yeah. And they ghost them because they know they yeah. can't do it for that price anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So put them, put, spell it out. And then when you're done with the insurance company, does give them a hard time and what they are, go to the questions that I was having you look up. And okay. Yeah. Let's get to that. Let's get to that. Cause we're running out of time and I, I'd be remiss. We are not restoration professionals. We are freaking contractors. Look at that. Boom. We are contractors. <coughs> we are contractors. We just happen to know a thing or two about fire damage and water damage. All right. We have these, this specialty knowledge of Xactimate, but we're not restoration. I want to wipe restoration, the word restoration off. I really do. I hate it because that is a pigeonhole that we put on ourselves that allows, it allows us to be manipulated and put in boxes and rules to be put upon us. We are contractors, plain and simple, contractors. All right, so let me see here. I'm going to mute you, Mr. Mr. Jarvis, welcome, man. I tried to get you in like four or five times, but uh, kept bouncing out. Wait, you're not the one typing. Who was typing? Who was not muted? Oh, Nathan Raymond, of course. All right, there you go. That's right. Um, say what? I said, yeah, my computer was having issues on the last sign-in. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, hey, have you been here before? Zach? No. Oh man, well, guess who's on the hot seat? All right, you're going front and center, I'm going speaker view. Tell us about uh, what part of the country you're in, what type of work you do, and what brought you to the Rebels? So, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, actually, I am the construction manager for a franchise of Pro here. Um, they actually only did water mitigation. They brought me on to set up reconstruction, which they never had before, and uh, so, and then I started getting into the Rebels, just I didn't have a lot of executive experience, but I have tons of remodeling experience and, and destruction experience. Mm. So, 
uh, my battle is fighting <laughs> what I know from construction and trying to make it fit into the confines of getting the insurance to pay for it. And you are handicapped by the shirt on your back. I mean, yep. you have to play by these rules. We are actually spinning off our reconstruction to a separate construction company so that we're not locked down by the uh, stigma of serve pro that we play with the contractors, you know, third party. It doesn't. Sir, there's a serve there's a pro in town. They, they run, they fly two flags. There's a service mm -hmm. master. There's a couple service masters in Portland, Oregon. They fly two flags. That's just the way you got to do. Yeah. Got to have to. I mean, because I mean, I do have a lot of adjusters kind of beat us down because they'll cease the program work. You know, they kind of tie the hands mm -hmm. of the restoration by um, shutting down mitigation, not sending them any more program work because we won't you know, bow down to what they say is uh, program. So, yeah. <laughs> so. So, so we're, we're spinning off. So hopefully by next year, we should have a separate construction company. Ah, bless you, Zach. Welcome to the front lines, my friend. Thank you. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, stick around for a while. You might learn a thing or two. Uh, hope we can provide value. Reach out to anybody in the group. Um, we are here to serve. Okay. Let's talk about this thing. Insurance agent questions. Um, hopefully most of you all are familiar with the power questions. Power questions, and, and Bob has worked this into his packet that he gives every single client. And there's a, there's a number of rebels who've worked this into their introduction packet. You know, that big old thick pile of contracts and stuff you give on day one. Uh, this, I feel like, is along the same lines, only it's going after the agent side. Questions to ask when searching for an insurance policy. Very... Very interesting. I'm going to read through them and then let's talk about them really quick because we've got 10 minutes to go. Wow. How did, the, how did the hour go away so fast? Okay. Uh, and I see a lot of similarities to the power questions here, Bob. Uh, am I free to pick the best company that I would like to fix my disaster or do I have to use the insurance company's preferred vendor? Ah, how many, how many agents would be even able to answer that question. <laughs> oh, okay. Is there a secret? Are, oh, is there a, oh, we need to retype this. I'm going to get Christine on the, uh, on the typing here. She, she's, uh, she's our resident. Um, that was Danny's. All right. Danny's Re the first resident editor here. Okay. Is there, are there, okay, let's, I'm, yeah, I'm revising on the fly. Are there secret internal guidelines that trump the policy that I thought properly covered me? Yes or no? If no, please explain. Once again, does any age is how many agents are aware of their internal claims handling guidelines? I would say less than 10%. Does the policy, I'm gonna say the policy I'm about to buy or the policy I want to buy from you, does the policy cover mold and what is the limit? Yes or no? If no, please explain. In what way does the policy protect my family when we have a claim from pollutants such as lead, asbestos, toxic? So you are, what, what we're doing is forcing the agent to go into the policy and talk, excuse me, talk specifically about coverages and exclusions. I love it. I love, and also inform and educating the client when they're buying their policy uh, about what they're about to buy. Perfect. Does the policy cover all code upgrades required to my building? 
by my building inspector? Great question. Does the insurance company solicit kickbacks or fees from preferred vendors directly or through third-party administrators? I think that's a problematic question. Problematic question, but I know what they're getting at. We can revise that. We can revise that. Um, because, yeah, I mean, you can look at the fee and say that 5% is a kickback. No? Or that discount, the discount we're giving on equipment is a kickback. Yeah? Is that what you're getting at, Bob? Yeah, that was a Danny's question. That okay. there. I like it. I like it. Oh, these. Oh, this is a collaborative effort. Okay. Danny? Danny? Burnett. Burnett. Oh, man. Where's he been all my life? He's, I need well, he more. found it from someone else. So uh, I need more I Burnett in my life. I added to it. Uh, okay. Does the insurance company ever bring a preferred vendor without my request? Yes or no? It failed. You failed. Oh, I love it. Would my basement be fully protected against water or sewage backup damage? Is there a cap? What would it be? Oh man, who even knows to answer these questions or ask these questions? I love it. Do I get prime? Do I get prime and two coats of paint over new drywall like I had? Okay, very technical question. I think we can reword it so a little bit more palatable, a little more understandable to the layperson. Uh, will my home be put back together the way it was or with functional equivalents? <laughs> Ouch. Do I get final cleaning after reconstruction? Yes or no? Please explain. So what we're forcing, we're forcing agents to look at the actual use side of the equation because agents are historically on sell, 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 policy, policy. You got to claim, yeah, call those guys, call those guys. But we're asking the agent to do with these questions is come to the middle and say, what if I actually have to use the product you're about to sell me? Oh, Oh, there's a meme there. Well, I'm writing it. I'm writing it down, actually. I'm writing it down. What if I actually <laughs> have to use the product you're about to sell? I love it. Okay. If I have a claim, will you, as my agent, come to my home? And if there are any issues with adjusters carriers, will you help me reach a settlement? The answer is going to be no, but it's still worth asking. Mm -hmm. I love it. Does the policy pay to match what I have, i.e. cabinets, siding, roofing? Is the policy replacement cost value, RCV, or actual cost value, ACV? And can you explain the difference? Oh, please do. Ah, I love this. I'm, I'm laughing so hard. If I cannot live in my home, would your policy pay to put me into a house of my choice nearby that has the same square foot? But would that rented house also have rented contents just like I had? I love it. Does the adjuster sent out to my home have a bonus or performance metric tied to reducing my claim cost and or time before claim is paid and closed? Does that exist? Does anyone know that X exists? I don't know that it does. Independence, maybe? Mm -mm. No, I'm an independent. I've never seen it. Well, That might be one we, we scratch out of this. 
would my policy pay to cover all state and federal labor laws for contractors to safely build back my house? That needs to be reworked, but we're talking OSHA here. We're talking. That is OSHA. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking OSHA, which, which, um, oh man, I love these questions. If I have a claim, does the insurance company utilize Xactimate pricing format for mitigation and rebuild of my house? Or can I use my own contractor with their pricing format? Ooh, this document, this document's powerful. I like it. We need to work on it. This is going to be a collaborative effort for all of you out there oh. in internet land. This is a file. It's so the most recent file in the group, insurance agent questions. So what you want to do with this is when you have a bad experience, get this to the owners and say, look, you need to shop somewhere else. If you don't have a, an agency that's backing you up or an insurance that can't answer this, you need to go somewhere else. And if we get enough people turned away, turned away, dropping policies, guess what? It will move the needle a little bit at a time. It's going to take time. But if, you, if you're not a good agency, I understand they probably won't be able to answer all these questions, but a majority of them. And you're going to keep this signature in an agency down at the bottom, put it with your new policies you get once these things are signed. Mm. So that later on, when you've got some adjuster trying to pull some crap on you, you can flip back to these. It's right here. Agent signed it. Errors and omissions. It goes and back here's, to them. here's the answer he gave me. Yeah. My agent said. Yes. My agent said. Oh, I love it. I love it, Bob. I am, I'm going to work on this. It needs some, it needs, it needs some tweaking. Um, but man, can you imagine? And here's, it goes back to the problem that I, that I, I started with. I, I, I was responding to some trolls and I think some of them were not trolls. I think, I think some of them were actually genuine human beings that just didn't see the problem. I have a good friend here in town. Mike, you need to meet him, Mr. Mr. Davis. You need to Mike. You need to meet Mr. Davis. He is a he is a top notch insurance agent. He sells commercial insurance. He sells contractors insurance. His agency has an internal risk management department. They do send every someone out to every single claim. They do go to bat on behalf of their clients when there's when there's claims and disputes and that goes to show that's the difference between a commercial or high-end policy and a regular homeowners policy because your regular homeowners agent is not going to have the internal guideline the internal he's not going to have a guy he's not going to have a risk manager on staff he's not going to have someone to send out to your claim he's just not because he's not manned up for it and that's unfortunately the difference between the haves and the have-nots in the insurance world. If you can afford Chubb or Pure, you're going to get a different claims experience than you're going to get from a lower tier. I'm not, oh man, I almost said a word there. I almost said a name, right? You're not going to get the same experience from a lower tier carrier. So what's historically happened is us, as contractors have stepped into that risk management claims role, but we're not suited for it because we're contractors. We're these, we're these guys, right? We're not, we're not PAs, we're not IAs. We're definitely not risk managers. 
So we got to stop acting like we are or even pretending it and educate our clients using things like these questions, the power questions and these, we're going to come up with a catchy name for these questions, the power squared questions. I don't know. That's, that's nothing, but we educate our clients. We educate the insured. The insured public is going to get educated in a hurry, in a big time hurry. They're going to be ready for this before we're ready for this. And the restoration 2.0 contractor is going to be already there going, okay, here's, oh, you understand, you're more sophisticated. Okay. Here's your, you know what RCV and ACV is? Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about their scope versus my scope. But if you're, if your client is not educated that level, it's on us to bring their education level up so we can have some more adult conversations about it. Is that what we're talking about, Bob? Am I on base over that? Maybe if I can unmute you, I'm going to unmute you. Start again. Yeah. There you go. All right. So what I'm, what I'm hoping if you get enough feedback, enough contractors getting pushed around like we are, get this in the, in the homeowners, getting this over to them and changing companies and saying, this is why we're changing companies. Now we want to find a good company. Eventually you're going to find a good company, a good agent or and a good adjuster and say, you know what? I need to send my people over there when I get done with the claim because the company you're with, they suck. Yeah. And this is why. And then when you send them over, you give them these questions, say, hey, I need you to answer these questions. And just make sure we're on the same page because no different going buying a car. You ask all kinds of questions. What, what's back up? What about the insurance agency? When you go to get your house insured, do they say, oh, yeah, you're sure we're insured? No, they ask you a ton of questions. ton of they questions. So why can't we ask them questions? We're going to flip the script. Yeah, it's, it's, it's qualifying either way. If they can qualify us, we should be able to qualify them. Yeah. Maybe you want to do business with me, but I'm not sure I want to do business with you. Let's, mm. let's answer these questions first and see where we're at. That's right. And Brian if says, answer, if they don't want to sign this or answer any of them, then you know what? I guess you're not the agent. I need to find someone. Then you're not my guy. Exactly yeah. right. The policy effectiveness survey. Oof. Kind of like yeah. that one. Kind of like that one. It's, it, it'll grow on me. I'll give it a couple days. Kind of like that one. So uh, Danny Strong comes out of nowhere in the 12th hour. Where are you headed to, Danny? Your, your, your screen is sideways. I'm going to turn my head sideways so I can see you. No? Oh, there we go. There we go. You're late, though. Sorry. Driving home. All right. From a loss? Nah, nah. I was out gallivanting tonight. Ah, all right. Good on you. Good on you. It's good to see you. Did you get the hour wrong or stress? Oh, there you go. I get that. Understand. All right. I'm going to mute you again. Uh, there we go. And Joey Mojito just joined us, but uh, we're about done here. And who wants the last word tonight? I see that our friend Nathan Raymond had to jump off. Uh, Brian, I haven't heard a word from you. Not a word. Talk to me. Well, what can I say? This was a listening session tonight. I'm glad that Bob was able to go over the points of the list, you guys doing that. Um, you know, having sold in the past, I, as an agent, when I was a field agent, those are questions I try to ask or answer beforehand. I anticipated mm. with my clients. And now this was for health and long-term care, but it doesn't matter. Insurance is insurance. Yep. 
what what is the scope? What does it cover? What we, this company will do this? It won't do that. Do you understand this? Okay, are we a good fit because of this? Because I, I think that's just killer. And also for all the negative experiences that we experience on the contracting side, but think about it when we've been on the opposite side of it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wrapping up a claim that I've talked to you about back home in Longview. I'm, I'm in that mixed world right now, but it, we're going to come. I'm going to come out ahead because of the stuff that I've heard here. So, mm -hmm. and then right now I, I, I put, raise my little hand in the group. I hope people don't get hurt too bad down there in Alabama, Mississippi, but I'm ready to, to, to ship out if somebody gives me a call. So. Yeah, I think we all are. Well, you get the invite, you go. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be a whole lot like Hawaii was last week. A whole lot of nothing, some rain, but uh, who knows? I've been surprised before. So Brian, I appreciate your time. I, I'm looking forward to your contribution to this group. You've, for those of you who don't know, there's nine of us in the room, but there's a whole lot of other people watching. Brian has expressed some interest in, in helping take the Alliance to the next level. He's got a particular skill set uh, and education background that I'm very interested in. So, Brian, thank you for being here, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that contribution. Thank you. Awesome. All right. We are Vegas bound, yes? Who's going to call me from Vegas? Who's going to do a video with me from Vegas? Bob, you going to do that from your booth? You should. Yes. Uh, not Bob. Christine. Yes. I, I'm going to request Christine do a video with me from Vegas from the booth please. Awesome. Good. And uh, see if you can find Clark down there. Don't let him get in too much trouble. In the meantime, I love y'all. Have a great week. Reach out, lift each other up, do what you can. The old uh, 5149 rule, provide more value than you extract and you can't go wrong. We'll see you guys.